Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm so excited to bring you inspiring interviews with people who are sharing their passion for gratitude, self-love, and kindness. Welcome to this episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. This intro is being recorded on Monday, March 16th, 2020. We are in the middle of a COVID-19 pandemic. This global pandemic has really changed our lives in so many ways, and we are gripped with fear and uncertainty about what the next 30, 60, or 90 days will look like. You might be wondering why I'm continuing to share these self-love interviews with you. This interview, although it was recorded several months ago, is actually perfect for what we are dealing with right at this moment. On today's podcast, I'm sharing an interview with Stephanie Packer, where she shares how to foster self-love on social media. I can't think of a better time to share our interview with you because as much as we need to be informed, We also need to remember right now that if we keep feeding ourselves with fear, uncertainty, and all of the other negativity that is actually happening right now, we will become sick with fear. I love and respect Stephanie so much, and I've seen her continue to post positivity and helping to uplift people during one of the most difficult things, if not the most difficult thing our society has ever gone through. So please join me in welcoming Stephanie Packer on how to foster self-love on social media. Welcome everybody. It's Julie Boyer here. Super excited for another one in my self-love series interviews. I've got a great friend here, Stephanie Packer. Welcome, Stephanie. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to finally get the chance to connect with you. Um, Steph and I have known each other for quite some time. We were connected uh, initially through our USANA businesses, and she is actually a mindset and energy coach. Uh, She's also someone who really knows how to show up as your authentic self on social media. I love following what she's doing because it makes me feel really good and happy and Also, I get to know the authentic person that you are. We live on opposite ends of Canada, literally on opposite ends of Canada. So she's on the East Coast, uh, not far from Peggy's Cove. That's right. Yeah, I'm about a seven-minute drive from Oh, wow. Okay. So you're Peggy's Cove, and I am literally the other end on Vancouver Island, Mm -hmm. uh, so on the coast, uh, on the Pacific Coast. So I'm just really excited to... Uh, hear a little bit about your story. I'm wondering if you can tell us kind of how you got to where you are today. I know you've had um, several different parts of your career, even in your journey in sauna, to bring you where you are today as a mindset and energy coach. Yes. Well, thanks, Julie. I love that you're doing this series because self-love is the name of the game. So I am so happy you're shining a light on that. And um, I just love speaking about it. So Basically, my story had like some twists, as a lot of our stories do, and how I got to the point where I am now an energy coach and teaching women how to manage their emotional and physical energy is that I was feeling really drained in my own energy for a very long time, and I didn't know what to do about it, how to fix it, and it really kind of 
was this self quest on like, how can I feel my best? So long story short, many years ago, I went to holistic nutrition school. So I actually started as a holistic nutritionist and I loved that journey because it like cracked me wide open to discover so many things about myself, but then that I could identify in other women and help them master their energy levels again, physically or emotionally, because it's all interconnected. Um, I really take a holistic approach to how I operate and how I coach others and mindset definitely falls in there because if you have negative lack mindset it definitely affects your energy levels as well so i kind of went from food and nutrition that's how i found usana health sciences which i'm so grateful for and that's still a very strong pillar in in how i teach other women to be more more energized um and here we are today i've i've built a business uh, mostly through, through social media um which i think we're going to talk about too and it feels so amazing to be able to help others feel their best, to make sure I'm staying on top of feeling my best and turning that into a business. Like that's crazy that you can do that. <laughs> I love that. And what I love too is that, you know, we talk about how you and I live on opposite coasts. We're both in very small communities. We're both really isolated. So using social media and those connections is actually what allows us today to create a business, uh, living in a place that, you know, holds our heart, um, you know, every step of the way, you know, I love seeing your sunset pictures. <laughs> You're more a sunset than a sunrise. I'm the sunrise. That's okay. Yeah, I'm not up that early yet. <laughs> yeah, either, either way, either, but, but you're, you're walking in nature, you're taking that time but you're also showing up on social media and that's been a lot of how you've been able to grow your tribe and grow your business. Now, I think one of the things we struggle with though is that often our time on social media can be really draining. And I know you talk a lot about this and coach about this. How can we get rid of that feeling? How can we do differently to really get a benefit from social media? Yeah, I'm so happy we're talking about this because all of these things come from our own personal experience, right? Like I knew living in a rural, smaller community, the impact I wanted to create, it wasn't really feasible for me to get in my car and drive long distances and do all the workshops and do all those things. So I started leaning more and more on social media. But in the beginning, it was fun, but also you could get really sucked down into the, the rabbit hole and be like, I just spent so many hours here. I wasn't productive. I actually feel kind of cranky because I was like on a screen for so long. And um, I, I got to that point where I was like, if I'm going to be building on social media, I need to have some established boundaries and I need to have some best practices and be able to show up fully and authentically and feeling really energized because I want to bring my best self, even if it is through Instagram, um, because our energy speaks so clearly and so loudly that you do need to be the same person in real life as you are online. And I just needed to tweak some stuff. And um, basically the first step I would say is setting some boundaries. Like how, how many of us have our phone in our hand all of the time? People are expecting us to respond to them immediately because they know your phone is probably close by. And I often joke that, you know, we used to say BRB, like be right back. We don't even say that anymore because we <laughs> we literally are online 24-7. It doesn't go away. So 
that means you need to implement some boundaries. And that's different for every single person. But for me, I really, I, I show up powerfully and then I get off. Like I can't have hours and hours on my device. Um, and I really encourage others to do the same because it, it does leak your energy, whether you think it does or not. Um, so really solid boundaries and being really intentional about what, why are you on social media? Like it is a tool. Yes, it's for entertainment, but like, if you're like us and you're using it for business, like you need to see that it's a tool and how can you best use it to your advantage and fill up your business, your pipeline, your energy, and again, not be the opposite and being super draining. And I love that you say really like your first thing is about boundaries because it's true. And there are so many ways now that we can create boundaries. Um, you can even check in your Instagram stats to see how much time you're spending on Instagram, which is really, sometimes it's really helpful. Sometimes it's like very shocking, but it's, yeah. you got to start to know, you got to start to know where am I actually online and how much am I actually getting done? And I have to say that one of the reasons I love doing these videos is because we're face to face, we're on this Zoom call and I can't be on my phone. And it provides a way, like I feel like I get so much out of these interviews because I'm away from my device. I'm connecting with someone really, like to me, this is real life. We are physically connecting, energetically connecting, even though we're not in the same room. I mean, thank goodness for technology that's bringing us all together. And in the same breath, without the boundaries that you've just suggested that we create, it can make us physically ill for sure. So what about, you know, this, this habit we have of scrolling and, you know, seeing things that are uplifting, but negative, like how do you balance what you see on your feed as well? So one of the questions I get asked all of the time is, should I follow everybody back that follows me? Or should I comment or should I engage on everything that is coming at me? Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, there's different answers for that. But for me, I'm really, again, I have solid, strong boundaries and I only follow people that inspire me or bring positivity or inspiration to my day. I don't feel obligated or I don't feel guilty if I don't connect back with someone, if they're simply not you know, and, and it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means that I'm really selective and I have a very curated feed because I want to go on Instagram or Facebook and only feel good. I don't yeah. want to go on and start comparing or feeling negative. And that's of course, part of real life, real worlds. But my bubble in terms of social media I'm pretty protective with what goes on there. And I think a lot of us need to give ourselves more permission to be a little more protective and set more solid boundaries. Like you don't have to follow every single person. If they're like getting under your skin or if they're upsetting you or they're like setting your day off, like why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> well, because it's sometimes it's family or it's our closest yeah. friends. So, but there are ways we can just, not necessarily unfriend them, but we can just not follow them and see their stuff less often. We can click on, see less of their, of their um, content. I do think actually what you're saying is a really important act of self-love because our mindset is so influenced by what we see and what we hear and what we read. So if we are practicing self-love and kindness, um, curating our feed and being in our own bubble, 
I think that's actually a really positive thing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it really is. And like to not feel guilty about doing it. And um, something you just touched on there with the mindset and the self-love part is that um, this kind of goes into boundaries as well is the very first thing we do in the morning and the very last thing we do at night, we're really subjective to. So that's where you should not be scrolling on Instagram. And it's like, if you do that, if the second you wake up, you open your eyes or right before you go to sleep, you're scrolling and looking at everybody else. It's like saying that like that person's life is more important than your time, more important yeah. than like your goals. So that is part of my self-love and boundaries with social media is I really, and I'm not perfect at this and I go through waves where it's better. And then sometimes I get, you know, sucked into the vortex of it, but, um, to not have social media be the first or last thing that I do in my day. And I feel so much better in my mindset and my energy when I can implement that rule. And I think to this self-love actually includes things that we stopped doing. So, you know, it's not just about starting and creating new habits. It's about what are we not doing that actually feeds us in a positive way. And what you've said is so clear, you know, not starting your day on someone else's agenda with someone else's energy. Um, so I struggled with this for a really long time and I haven't shared this with anyone really, uh, in any of our interviews yet, but I think it's a good opportunity to share. So I used to really struggle. That was the first thing I would do in the morning. And I was like, well, this doesn't really bother me. I have a pretty curated field, but I was like, I don't really want to start my day like this. So I started, um, there's a program, a book by Melody Beattie, which is a 40 day gratitude project, but I already do a gratitude journal and I was like, I don't want to just do the same thing. So what this project actually was is you write uh, what you're grateful for, but like all the bad stuff too. Like you literally write, I am grateful that I woke up this morning with a sore back. Mm -hmm. I am grateful that I got into a fight last night with my husband or whatever it is. You write down the actual real gratitude for everything in your life. the really crummy and they're really good as well. And then you share it with a partner. And you share it with a partner, you send it to them and then they send you theirs, but you don't necessarily like comment on it. Like it's just, you're just writing and sharing. I've been doing this uh, with a partner with Karen since July and this morning habit has transformed my life. So I think it's so important that you brought this up about how you're starting your day. So you, I've shared one of my brand new morning practices that's really worked for me. What do you do first thing in the morning instead of the scroll? I, in this, I had resistance. So I don't want to like let everyone believe that these things come really naturally and easy because right. <laughs> yeah. I had so much resistance to this, but it was like this nagging thing in the back of my head for years was to meditate. It was like my intuition, my higher self, whatever was like, girl, you need to meditate. And I tried and then I fell off the wagon and then I tried and then I resisted and it felt like it was this really challenging thing. But now it's like clockwork. It's like, I look forward to it because I know how much more productive, how much more calm centered, all of the things that we want to feel, I feel it. And it's how I'm setting the tone. So, um, I almost always do that now, whether it's like first thing in the morning and at night, it's such a nice way to bookend your day because whether it's a gratitude practice, journaling, meditation, you need some sort of way to like turn inward and just qu quiet all the noise, like the social media yeah. noise, the whatever. It, it 
it will fill your cup and your energy up tenfold. And I love that you said you were in resistance for a long time about finding the right practice for you. And that was with me. I did not have a morning practice that stuck for a very, very long time. My gratitude journal thing I've been doing for eight years every night, like that is solid. It's there. It doesn't matter. I'm writing in the journal, but the morning practice thing, I really struggled to find the right thing. And I didn't want to just have a gratitude practice. Like at night, I wanted something different. And that's what I found. And I love that you said, you know, after so much resistance and listening to the inner voice, you found a practice that works for you. Um, yeah. Do you use an app or anything or do you just do it on your own? You use that? I don't use an app, which is interesting because I find that is actually a very good beginner. Like when people ask me how to start meditating or like getting feedback from others, a lot of people have great success with apps, Calm, Insight. There's a bunch of them that are for free. For me, I pop on a guided meditation. So I have a Dropbox with a collection. And so then that also helps me like, yes, I'm still technically going on my phone, but I just, I have it lined up in my Dropbox so I can just turn it on. It's like, well, what do I, what do I feel like I need guidance with today? Is it making decisions? I have a decision-making meditation. Oh. Is it, is it feeling like more in my power? I have a meditation for that. So I have like a curated list of all the things that I might want to feel or need support with. Yeah. So, so that is one thing that has really been so, so helpful for me. Um, and it took a little while to get my library to a point where sure. I'm like, excited about it but it's kind of like oh i get to scroll through what do i want to do today and i only have about 10 that are like my tried and true so i suggest people find some that they can tune into if they wanted to start with meditation or journaling like have a couple solid journal prompts yeah. just to get your momentum going I've actually never heard that idea so i love it because you can also you can have your phone on airplane mode still Yes. And then your Dropbox is downloaded to your phone and you can access them offline. So, cause I think that's the, the trap that I got caught into cause I was using inside timer, but I had to turn my phone on and then notifications would show up and I'm like, I'm just going to check this over here for one second. And then I'm like, no, yeah. It was one of the reasons I got away from it. So that is a fantastic suggestion for people to, cause so many people have free meditations you can download from their websites, whatnot. So you can find them, curate them in a Dropbox. I absolutely adore that idea. Mm -hmm. um, now, is there anything specific that you do, you know, with your clients or your tribe uh, around self-love? Because I know you guys do connect on a weekly basis. You connect on a live Zoom call. Um, how do you sort of share self-love with your tribe? So every Tuesday we do a Zoom call for 40 minutes and um, we make sure that it's potent, it's like powerful, it's compact, we don't want to drag it on. Although we could talk for hours, we, we get it down to 40 minutes and that feels really good. So we know to show up and just, you know, celebrate each other. And that's how we always start the call is we, we dedicate about the first five minutes to celebrating our wins. And it doesn't matter what the win is. It's, it can be so seemingly tiny. We always show gratitude for our wins because what you focus on expands and this gratitude guru, you know, this is like, if you show gratitude for even the bad things, like you mentioned, like it, it gets you in this energetic level where life just feels so much more in flow and you feel so more connected, so much more connected to yourself. And and uh, it feels really good to do that. So we have a solid practice where celebration is 
how we kick the call off. And then we go into different things, whether it's a mindset training or a business training, but that's hundred percent how we start every single time. Uh, that's beautiful. And your tribe does have a beautiful energy. I've, I'm friends with a number of people on your tribe because they're all, you do, you attract who you are. And that's what I love is that you've attracted this amazing group of women who vibrate at a very similar level and have different, the same kind of values and also this importance towards um, constant, beautiful growth, but also acknowledging like where you are in your journey today. Yeah. So you've shared like a whole bunch of different strategies here. You've shared some for social media, for your morning routine, bookending your day. If someone is watching or listening and they can only choose one thing, so whether it's something to start or stop or a new habit to create, what is it that you recommend the most? Well, all right. I would say, I would say we need to get out of our head and get into our heart. Like that needs to be our first, because if you can do that, you're going to cultivate so much more compassion for yourself and for others. Like, don't worry about the logical things or the rational things. I want us to be more connected to our heart and follow through with what our heart wants, because so many of us ignore that we, you know, for various reasons, again, it might not seem logical or it might not seem rational but your your heart is telling you something and i want us to listen to that that heart energy way more than anything else so get out of your head get into your heart and that can be through again journaling gratitude practice meditation but just be more here be yeah. more here and i don't know that for me that's that's been very transformational I adore that suggestion. And yeah, it's just, it can be as simple as just literally putting your hand on your heart and remembering right. that you are a human being with a heart that's beating and should, you know, thinking of gratitude for the fact that your heart is still beating, right? It's such a simple, it's actually a really beautiful practice. And I'm so glad you've shared that because that's, we can start that immediately right at this moment. I'm, I'm curious to, you know, see how many people that are listening or watching that actually did what I did was as soon as you said that I put my hand over my heart. I saw I, that. <laughs> it's like a reaction, right? When you talk about getting into your heart. I love that. Now, of course, everyone's going to want to connect with you because you shared about how you connect on social. So where do we find you? Yeah, well, I mostly hang out on Instagram, mm -hmm. mindfully hang out on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's just at stephanie.packer. Okay. I also have a Facebook um, business page and it's Stephanie Packer Business and Lifestyle Coach. Um, and I have a website at stephaniepacker.com. So you're probably mostly going to track me down on Instagram. I would say, yeah, <laughs> lots of stories. I love your stories, but you also write so well. I really enjoy reading your posts. I like that you take the time to really write a really strong message. You have really good, um, your copy is so good. It's very engaging. So uh, I have loved our time together. We could definitely talk for hours, but I think you've really shared a lot in our very short time together. I really hope that um, the suggestions you've made and the way that you've inspired us to think differently about social media uh, can help a lot of people because I think we do, it is one of those things that can really hurt our self-love and our self-esteem. So I'm so grateful for this time together. Thank you so much. Thank you, Julie. I'm so grateful for it. And this is a great series. So keep on rocking it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. If you'd like to continue your journey with gratitude or stay connected, 
You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and TikTok. Did you learn something from this episode? Was it of value to you? Please share with your friends and don't forget to add us to your favorites and download the episodes automatically when they are posted.